Welcome to the Business Blast Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Wagner. This episode is brought to you by Authors Unite. Authors Unite makes the process of becoming a published best-selling author as simple as sipping your morning cup of coffee. You can learn more about Authors Unite at AuthorsUnite.com. Now, let's jump into the episode. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Business Blast podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Wagner, and today I have Boyd Stow with us. He's the owner and principal consultant at SBI Revenue. So welcome to the show, Boyd. Thanks so much, man. How are you doing today? Of course. I'm doing great. How are you? Doing great. Wonderful, beautiful, rainy day here in Charleston. (laughs) Uh, Actually, I went to school in in University of South Carolina, so I'm very very familiar with uh, Charleston. Beautiful spot. Um, It is not bad. So we will we'll we'll dive right in. The first question that I have for you uh, is: What's the best story from your life that has an underlying valuable message? Well, you know, there's there's two stories that have the same message, and it comes in kind of a different perspective. Uh, The first was the the first business that decided to start uh, was an uh, internet radio business, uh, building internet radio elements basically for commercial, uh, for kind of private use. Uh, sunk all our money into it, myself and a, and a, and a younger friend of mine, uh, and you know, really pushed hard, tried hard, uh, struggled for about a year, felt like we were coming out of the whole thing, uh, and then he ended up getting in a car accident and dying. The whole thing fell apart, right? Just, just, just awful. The other story would be uh, more recently. Um, I received uh, an inquiry from a, what is now a client from from somebody in Atlanta, and uh, I received them as a referral from a guy I didn't know. So I got connected to a guy I didn't know by a guy I didn't know, um, and I said, you know what? This time I'm not going to do what I did the first time. Right? What I did much earlier in my business life, I didn't trust the process. I didn't have faith. I thought I could do everything. I thought it was a matter of pushing. I thought it was a matter of uh, working hard, uh, and that, that wasn't it. So uh, this time I said, I'm just going to trust the process. I'm here. I'm going to do whatever work is required, um, but I'm going to do it as intelligently as possible. And I'm just going to trust that this is going to work out. And it ended up pulling me to Atlanta, and just one by one by one, things lined up. Uh, and I, I, I just uh, was able to observe the magic of faith. And so you know, the lesson that I learned from all of that, has been uh, there are underlying rules and principles uh, that that govern everything, systems that govern everything. And if we learn to understand them and we can appreciate them, then we can apply them. Uh, and it really all revolves around faith. And what's your most valuable piece of information that we should know that's within your expertise or industry? Uh, well, so two things. Uh, Number one is that there is a very dynamic interplay between human beings uh, that all revolves around control. If people can understand that nobody proceeds in a relationship with people, products, or services unless they have a perceived, and this is a primarily subconscious thing, but they have a perceived sense of control. They do not proceed with any relationship with anything unless they have that perceived sense of control. But they must first have awareness. They must have context. And then you give them control. If you can understand that, you can control for just about any kind of situation. If you can create the right control dynamics and if you can maintain them intelligently. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing would be something uh, I call counterbalance. It's, uh, it's, it's a truth about the human brain. And this is, I know it's a short interview, so I'll be really, really brief about this. But if people could understand that the brain, 
not the human being, not the ego, but the brain is a distinct organism that is operating mostly behind the scenes, is mostly concerned with the achievement and the maintenance of emotional equilibrium. If people could understand that, then you can actually use it. You can leverage the human condition for profit and power. That means that you can leverage your own condition for profit and power. You can also leverage the condition of other people who may not be necessarily cognizant of, their, of how they're operating and going through the world. You can leverage their condition for profit and power for a client or for, uh, you know, for any other reason. And actually, you know, it is a shorter podcast, but I, I, because that's, it seems like so profound, like, could you give like just one, one example of like how you, how you would use that? You know what I mean? Yes, sure. So in my business, actually what I do is I create systems that automate consumption. All of that is based on the idea that most people are automatons. 95% of people that are operating out there are not aware of really of how they're making decisions. The branch of making decisions for them. And what's happening is, is the prefrontal cortex, or what's called the executive mind, is operating with something called your particular activating system. And it's constantly formulating objectives, identifying frustrations and prioritizing those frustrations. And then it's seeking out and identifying and consuming counterbalances to those frustrations uh, at any given moment. That changes and that happens over and over again throughout the day as the different frames change, as you change environments, as you walk in and out of one room to another, as you interface with different people, as you interface with products and services. So what I do is I use that truth more or less against humanity <laughs> for the sake of my clients, bottom line, and my own, uh, unashamedly. Um, and I use that process to capture okay, the, the, the consumer. They're unaware of where they are. They, they don't know their state of mind, their state of being, but we can figure that out. And if we can figure that out, we can present them with a counterbalance that will suck them into a system, an engineered system uh, of, of uh, what we call touch points. And they will trip from touch point to touch point to touch point until they have purchased the thing we want them to purchase. And we'll spin them back around to the beginning of a cycle and they'll do it again. Wow. <laughs> that is, uh, I definitely think I'd like to learn more about that. So maybe in the future we have a longer interview, but thanks for elaborating a little bit more there. Sure. Um, so next question is, is, and it might tie in, but what's your best piece of overall uh, business advice? So not necessarily industry specific. Yeah. You know, it's not about you. Uh, that's the most important thing. When most people start businesses, and this is true for just most businesses that are out there, given that 70-some percent of businesses are small businesses, but most people start a business as an ego project. They have something to prove primarily to themselves. They have a product or service that they're proud of, and they're pushing it or projecting it onto the marketplace. And people find that that's very difficult to do. Well, there's a reason for that. It's because you're presenting yourself. You're projecting to the marketplace. You're not a reflection of the marketplace. Now, if you could understand what the market needs, whether or not that need has been cognized, whether or not there's a conversation shaped around that need, whether or not that consumer even understands that that need really exists. But if you could understand that it's there and you can build into your business the product or the service, the systems to support that product or service that are in reflection of not only the need, okay, but the behaviors of, the state of being and the state of mind of that consumer, you can actually become one with them. Because you have to understand business is not about becoming something and projecting that onto the marketplace. If you can reflect the need, okay, completely, you can pull that in. I call it consuming the consumer. The business is actually one organism made up of three parts. It's the people in the organization, the systems, the dry systems that make up the, the, the development and the delivery of the service or product, 
and the consumer. You understand? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yep. Okay. And uh, the next question is, if you could give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that be? Slow down. Think things through. Um, understand that everything, everything comes into being first through thought. And that if we define an objective thoroughly and we add emotional energy and emotional gravity to that something with great definition, that thing will come to be so long as we continue to give it our focus. I wish I knew that much earlier than I did. And kind of going a little different route, in your opinion, what's the key to happiness? Selflessness. Let's go back to the, the, the kind of similar question earlier, right? Uh, where I, at least a, where I gave you a similar answer. It's not about you. Life isn't about you. Happiness is not about you. It's about giving, right? Empathy and sympathy are used interchangeably today, and that's really unfortunate because empathy is something much more complex. Empathy is the ability to develop in your mind the mental model of another person, not to merely feel as they may, but in order, but actually to be able to understand where that person is, where that person is on their journey, what they need in this moment, how they plan on going about that something. Because if you can understand that, you can intersect them at the appropriate in the appropriate time and place and in the appropriate manner, such as to be of service, whether that's be in business or whether that just be in life. And what's the best book that you've read and what was the number one thing you learned from that? The very best book I've ever read would be, honestly, if I were to say something that everybody should read, it's called Psycho-Cybernetics. Um, and it, the takeaway from that book is pretty Pretty profound and pretty straightforward, and very simple. It's uh, we are we are psycho cybernetic organisms. We are machines. We are biological machines, and we can. Uh, he uses an example of the thermostat. We can set the thermostat. We can determine where we're going to operate in life, where we're going to be. But we have to understand that until we determine what that thing is, where that thing is, where that place is, how it feels, then we're going to continue to fall back into our current operating paradigm and what's your favorite quote and why oh lord that's a good one um <laughs> uh you know what <laughs> i got the uh, i got a fortune cookie one time actually i was walking down the street and i saw a fortune cookie right not the cookie itself but the actual uh, the actual little you know message and i picked it up and turned it over and it said uh, in effect something to to the effect of um it is better to have uh, a hen tomorrow than an egg today. And so and, um, it's a good principle to live by. Yes. And thank you so much, man, for coming on. This was extremely valuable. And I think, like I said a little bit earlier, we could have gone on for, for hours. So maybe in the future we might do that. But uh, last question I have for you is where's the best place for people to find you online? Really and honestly, uh, I work by referral only. Uh, if you want to find me, connect with me on LinkedIn. It's just Boyd Stow, B-O-Y-D-S-T-O-U-G-H, and I will absolutely connect with you. And uh, feel free to message me. Perfect. Thanks again, Boyd. We really appreciate it. Oh, dude, I really appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun.